Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome back to the Man on the Post podcast. It is a Sunday review. I am back in the big chair. I'm Ross. Of course, your host with me is Ali. How are we doing? Good, mate. You? Yeah, good. Nice to have you back. Thanks very much. And you? Uh, Chris is here on a Sunday. Hello, how are you? I've just watched that Memphis Depay score a goal uh, for Leon and he's lifted up a t-shirt to say, Virgil, stay strong, my brother. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and that voice you heard there was Simon as well. How's it going? You all right? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Gone yeah. over the disappointments, but uh, yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> ah, well, not to re-rake up old ground, but we're going to start with that game. We're going to start with the Friday night <laughs> game, which was uh, exclusively live on BT Sport pay-per-view, was it? Yeah, it was. Uh... I didn't watch it. I listened to it on LUTV and then watched the game the next day um, for just my part of my 99p subscription that I have, the radio sub, and you can watch the full game the day after. Brilliant. Rolinica coughed in midweek when he had to announce the um, when he did the Champions League for BT Sport when he had yeah. to announce the forthcoming Premier League games that weekend. <laughs> when he said it was on pay per view, he coughed. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably not getting any cut of that though. That's probably why. No, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll start at Villa Park. Uh, it finished Leeds three, Aston Villa nil. It finished Patrick Bamford three, Aston Villa nil. Simon thoughts: Patrick Bamford hat trick at Villa Park. Yeah, not happy with that. <laughs> um, not only because it doesn't help me out with the bet that I've got in Bamford. No. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of Bamford. Uh, last time we played each other, he... Uh, he was viciously he, attacked by one of your defenders. He was, yeah, yeah. He's uh, got an elbow from, from absolutely nowhere, didn't he? And fell to the ground. <laughs> and he, he showed again on Friday that he's, he's you know, quite happy to fling himself to the ground into very little contact. He is, yeah. But, Him and Tyrone Mings had a bit of a to and fro throughout the game, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, I think Mings can. Um, normally, he's quite calm, but every now and again, he he can that sort of angry side of him comes out, and I think yeah. Bamford's got under his skin a bit. Um, did Mings play? Did, did Mings play in that playoff game? Uh, he did. Yeah, yeah. So but he, he, he was in the mix of it. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think he did. He was involved in anything too bad in the last game. It was more Connor Hooverhan, I think. Yeah, it was. Punched one of your players and yeah. somehow got away with that. <laughs> Um, yeah, game on Friday. Uh, First half was good. It was a good even game, wasn't it? I yeah. Yeah, I thought both teams had pretty good chances. Obviously, Bamford had two pretty decent chances. Mm-hmm. Should have put at least one of them away. Yeah. And at that, at that stage, I was thinking, this is the Patrick Bamford I, I know and love. Yeah, and, I said uh, to the boys before we start recording, me and my dad were texting saying, get him off. He's missed two glorious chances. Get Rodrigo out of top and bring Rafinha on and just get Bamford away from the first team. Uh, yeah, how little we know. Well, exactly. And obviously, we had the one cleared off the line. Um, great bit of defending for Mailing. Well, mm. he made a bit of a cocker. He got sent for his lunch, didn't he, by um, Ollie Watkins? 
He did, yeah, but fair play to him. He got back quite mm. well. And the second, so at half time, I was thinking, okay, we've sort of dealt with Leeds' you know, high pressure game. Um, we look reasonably comfortable. And then at the start of the second half, we had a few chances. Grealish went on that great run. Mm. That should that should have ended in the goal. He either should have hit it earlier or found Watkins. He should that, have squared that, it, I think. Watkins was that, stood unmarked, wasn't he, on the end of the six yard Yeah, it was kind of it was everything that's good and bad about Grealish in that he, you know, kind of he managed to get into that situation in the first place, but he, yeah. he should have laid it off. Um mm. and then kind of obviously you went one nil up and from that moment onwards we just completely fell apart. It was a bit disappointing, really. I mean Leeds were just first absolutely everything and I mean it was kind of I've got to be honest it was the first time that I think they performed in a way that justified like the hype that they've been given like not that they haven't been good this season but I think yeah it's kind of been a bit over the top but the way they performed especially in that second half it like I mean I've just got to hold my hands up we just completely got done a much better team in that second or you know team that played much much better in that second half I think our game relies totally on we have to get the first goal because if we get the first goal we can continue to just run and run and run and close down but if we don't get it then it's teams can shut up shop a little bit and unless you Liverpool and just it just just ends into chaos (laughs) yeah I mean go on sorry sorry Simon Um, I just want to say I saw the highlights on YouTube and I reckon, despite the scoreline, it was a bit of a smash and grab by Leeds. I think it was still nil-nil when um, Grealish should have squared that to Watkins. It was, yeah. Shot, yeah, plus he had the shot cleared off the line as well. Mm. I reckon Leeds got away with it here. I think... <laughs> I, didn't, I haven't seen the whole game. You guys have seen the whole game. But I, I think 3-0 flattered Leeds from what I saw. I think if you'd have said at 50, 55 minutes, it would yeah. have finished 3-0 to Leeds, then, then I would agree. Um and yeah, I think what you said, Ross, that first goal was crucial. Had we gone one nil up because mm. of how well we've been defending, not just this season, but the back end of last season yeah. as well, I think we'd have seen out because we could have just shut up, shop a bit and just sort of try and hit you on the counter. Yeah. Once once Leeds took the lead, I mean, he, after uh, the three goals, there was still, you know, chance to put another two or three away. I mean, they, they just completely... As I say, first everything in midfield, but out wide as well. They time and time. I mean, Matty Cash had a pretty decent game in the first half. Although mm. Harrison was causing problems, Cash was sort of dealing with it. But the second half, Trezeguet wasn't tracking back. Greenish yeah. didn't really help target out too much on the other side, and they just completely over, like the number of players Leeds get forward on attacks. It's terrifying as a Leeds fan because. <laughs> I mean, it's it's beautiful to watch, but also absolutely terrifying because you're leaving like one or two men back and in the Premier League, that's going to cost us a lot of points this season. But if we, if yeah. we capitalise on it and we capitalise on it, it's good. And yeah, Chris, stat for you. Uh, who's the last Leeds striker to score six in six in the Premier League? Alan Smith. No, Eric Cantona. What happened to him? Oh, was it? Bloody hell. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell. And Bamford's now got as many Premier League hat-tricks as Cristiano Ronaldo and Dennis Bergkamp. Love that stat. <laughs> I mean, to be fair to Bamford, his second goal, I thought, like, there's not an awful lot you can do to stop that. He just... No, he was hit no backcliff, was it? It was just mad. Yeah. The, f- the third one... Could have done better. I don't think so. No, he, he full-on dived for it. He was just right off the other side of the bar, wasn't it? I don't think he did. Is it that one no. he sort of he didn't move, did he? Yeah, there's that second one he, he didn't move, yeah. Uh, 
because I, I think because as you say there was just there was no bat lift or any mm. or anything like he kind of the shot almost came out of no I think he just took him completely by surprise and I, I think he was quite near the top corner as well yeah. I mean even even if he had a dive for it I, I don't think he'd have got it uh, the third goal it's uh, from a Leeds point of view you look at that and go oh what a lovely goal but like when you look at it yeah. again from a defensive point of view no one makes well, any players all around him. yeah and, and none of them make any sort of attempt <laughs> no, to just try and block it it's, it's like they thought okay he's got two there's no yeah. way he's taking this one away <laughs> But um, nah, as I said, like, there's, I can't really have too many complaints from how it went after taking the leads. I think we, the one, is, is, from our point of view, it's disappointing to see, mm. it, like, heads almost kind of dropped. It was like they thought we can't get back into it. And yeah, yeah it's a bit disappointing to see, but 12 points from the first five games. Yeah, you know, we're sitting in third and things. fourth. Respectively, yeah. not a bad start to the season for two teams that would probably be considered to be among the bottom kind of six or seven yeah. teams. Well, I'm happy with yeah. that. I reckon, I reckon you'll play worse this season, Simon, and get points in from a game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I think there's there's not many teams that are. Well, I don't think there's any team that is as fit as Leeds, no. which therefore means that you're not going to get as many teams that are just, just going to pile <laughs> the num. It's the number of players. Get, the last well, minute of the game, was... we had seven players that players attacking, and Harrison took a shot on him rather than squaring it to click or someone else and click. Absolutely yeah. bollocked him. Like, square it. It's the last minute of the game. I mean, there was a, a point, I think, I don't know if it was 1 0 or 0 0 at this stage, but um, the lad you brought on in the first half, it's Shack- oh, Shackleton. Shackleton. Yeah. There was, he, he was up on the edge of our box in the attack. We got the ball and counters, and yeah. five seconds later, he's like one of the last men back, and you're yeah. thinking, how has that happened? That, that is ridiculous. Yeah, the, the levels of fitness are right, absolutely extreme, which we could need to burn he, out. But Shackleton as well. I think he is uh, very obviously wise decision from Bielsa bringing him on that early because what I can't pronounce the name a of the Pascal guy. Pascal Stroik. Yeah, I, he. Yeah, I think he can sit. Well, I think he can consider himself a little lucky. They didn't get a second yellow for that one of the weeks. I think it's because it was so quickly, so after first, soon yeah. after. Yeah, but um, oh well, well, yeah, yeah just one of those time, things. Yeah, let's move oh, on. To, no, no, definitely not. Let's move on to Saturday. Um, Man City, they're hilarious, aren't they? They can't seem to win at all now. Pep's worst ever start to a season as a manager. Is he going to jack it all in, Chris? Think he's had enough of this? No, I think you'll see this season now. Um, Someone did say he's Raheem Sterling, the worst ever player to score 25 goals in a season regularly. Because <laughs> it was like sort of, it was two chances he had at the end, wasn't it, with um, against Fabianski? And he touch let him down, didn't it, on one of them? Yeah. yeah, and he has got those misses. You think of the Champions League against Lyon last season, then you know he had those chances. But I think fair play to West Ham. Um, we've got to say a lot about how well they played. Um, yeah, Ali, is Mikel Antonio the best striker in the Premier League? He, he, he's the worst best striker. It's got no head kick. It makes no sense. Yeah, he, like, he, he shouldn't be good. Uh, I mean, I can't think of many teams who would probably, or fans who would choose him to be at their club, but yeah. West Ham just seemed to get the best out of him and he turns into like peak Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, I think has he not got the most amount of goals since football restarted? I think it's just Son that's got one more. I think. Yeah. Obviously, but yeah. Yeah. 
to take you away a kick like that. Granted, it's Man City's defence. Mm. Uh, normally, I would say the worst defence in the league, but <laughs> fortunately, that belongs to us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just it just looks like Pep's kind of not giving up, but I think he just knows he's done. He knows this is his last season, and I don't. I really don't know how much. What to say? He cares. It's probably a bit harsh, but he mm. really only has one way to play, and if Plan A doesn't work, it's it's, it's really like you said about Sterling. You know, it's, Sterling's a great player. He's a terrible finisher. But he's been their top goal scorer for the last three seasons, maybe. And that, that can't be a good thing, really, yeah. when, when his finishing is so poor. Um, just long may it continue because no, no <laughs> one's looking really that strong this season. No, they're not, are they? It's wide open. It's going to be another Leicester or something like that. Um, Aguero's injured again, personally. Is he? Um, I hadn't seen that. But yeah, for the first for the, the penny goal, I think Dias got very, very tight to him. I think that was his problem. He got too tight to yeah. um, to sort of do anything about that. But um, we were saying about Sterling and Fabianski just in our Extra Time podcast says that uh, for technical ability, Fabianski is the best keeper in the Premier League. So He's just so solid, so, isn't he? Yeah, you rarely see him make an error. Just does fundamentals well. And that's all you can really yeah. ask for from a goalkeeper. One thing <laughs> I was going to ask you guys... One thing I was going to ask you guys is um, Declan Rice. I, I, I can't make my mind up about him because there's a huge amount of hype over him. So the last few times I've watched Match of the Day, I've tried to sort of keep an eye in particular on Declan Rice because mm. I can't quite see what he does. And I'm yet to be convinced by mm. what he does. And I don't know whether I'm missing that or whether you guys sort of no, educate me or feel the same. No. <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> uh, I don't see it either. <laughs> no, I don't know what he does. I don't know what position he plays. He's apparently a centre-back or a defensive midfielder or an attacking midfielder. Pick one. You can't be all three of those. It doesn't work. Yeah. You need to nail a position down. Yeah. And playing him with Calvin Phillips and Eric Dyer together for England. Oh, Southgate doing. That is Bloody hell. so I, I defensive. De- defensive midfielder, or I mean, I guess you could play him at centre back, but you'd have to leave him there. Yeah. Stop mucking about. But I, I like him in holding midfield. Um, he didn't break up much of the play yesterday, though. Not from what I, I mean, I only watched the highlights, but he didn't sort of look like he got in amongst the Man City players. Because quite often they, they sort of City should have won that game, really, shouldn't they? If it wasn't for sort of Sterling's finishing, and he didn't really sort of seem to. Um, break up any of their attacks the game seemed to sort of pass him by a bit and mm. I've noticed it in the last few weeks as well maybe I just I, maybe I'm looking at the game wrong or something I'm not sure so yeah I don't I didn't really rate him either let's move on anyway let's move on to uh, Fulham 1 Palace 2 um, I didn't realise Fulham scored I watched match the other day Tom Kenny apparently yeah. scored in the 95th minute <laughs> 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 smashed it in yeah well, that's a lovely lovely goal uh, yeah, Palace scored two from uh, Yara Rudeveld and Wolf Zaha. Um, and Fulham had another player sent off. I mean, they start with Fulham, they're, they're doomed, aren't they? Does anyone think they're going to get anything this season? No. I mean, I mean, the best they can hope for is to not uh, get anything worse than Derby's records <laughs> the year they went down. Yeah. Like, I think, like, watching them match of the day, to be they had like a couple of chances. They hit the post a couple of times in the first half. Mm. So they, they've got a, a little bit about them going forward. Like Mitrovic is decent enough, but their defence is just so bad. I mean, it's pretty much the same one that they had last time. They know yeah. in the league. So nah, they, there's, they, there's not a chance that they're going to stay up. Lookman looked decent. He hit both sort of posts, didn't he? Yeah, he looked he quite like yeah. yeah. If that's the best they can kind of attract <laughs> as their main striker, they're in trouble. Mm. 
Palace, the, the fifth, and they're just Are doing they? Palace. Yeah, they're just doing Palace oh things. I don't really. <laughs> understand what Palace are or what they're trying to achieve but they're just going about their business aren't they yeah like they'll they'll, they'll finish maybe 10th to 14th yeah um, Zaha yeah. looks incredible this season um, we, we mentioned off pod there's a group of players in the Premier League who are probably too big for the club too good mm. for the club but not good enough to make that that next you know the, mm. the, the Champions League Zaha leap one of those so like yesterday, that first half, Zaha was incredible. He's like reverse through ball for the for the goal. Um, I, I can't pronounce his name. Um, he took his own goal well just before mm. it. I think he hit the post or the keeper made a really good save. Yeah. Um, you know when when he's on it, he's he is the difference for Palace, and they've got a very mm. solid, you know, nothing flashy, nothing exciting midfield, just very productive. A bit like Southampton's in a way. Mm. Uh, and and that's why and Roy Hodgson look he, he's a terrible not terrible man but he's he's not going to go any higher than the level he's at now. Yeah. Um, so he's always going to have them very organised, very hard to beat, um, and they'll just pick up points nicely throughout the season. I, I think they've got no ambition to win anything to qualify for for much. It's just mere let's get mid table and they'll lose the last ten games of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 33 Zaha years and 65 days between Scott Parker and Roy Hodgson wow. if Zaha um, does get injured then you do some worry their top scorer last season was Jordan Ayew with nine goals and I think I remember reading out in the extra time pod last season they only scored I don't think they scored more than two goals or if they did score more than two goals they'd only done it once or something throughout the whole season so yeah. if Zaha does stop scoring then you wonder where their next set of goals is going to come from Eze looks quite good but he's quite young and raw yeah um, he did well that's why he's never going to score 20 is he yeah. no and you wonder where the goals are going to come from in midfield if it's not from Milivojevic free kicks or penalties where are their yeah. midfield goals it's not like James McArthur's going to get you sort of 10 goals is it Josh Townsend will chip in with his three a season and that's about it yeah yeah yeah, well, must be boring mm. to be a Palace fan. Anyway, let's move on to something <laughs> that was even more boring yesterday. Man United nil, Chelsea nil. Yeah. Apart from the VAR incident, um, did anything else happen? Why wasn't that a penalty? I, I've no I mean, idea. God knows. Apparently, VAR didn't check it. They checked for the offside, but they didn't think to check for the goal at the same for the for the penalty. Sorry, at the same time, I think that is what they did. If I they really give a penalty thought, for a foul, uh, not not a foul outside the area at Anfield, but not for a bear hug slam well, in the penalty box at Old Trafford. Technically, it was inside the box. Was it? Oh, because it was on the line. Yeah, because it was on the line, it classed in the box. The fact that it wasn't a foul should be disregarded. <laughs> <laughs> I like the far, but stuff like this doesn't help. No. The only check if it was on the line or not. <sighs> but yeah, this this the one in the Man United game is ridiculous. Yeah. How do you? Surely the ref sees that. Yeah. Well, the linesman at least. The referee, and I'm not sure. <laughs> the linesman should at least see it because the referee, if if that's the side that the linesman's on, then he should definitely have seen it. I don't know what linesmen do anymore. Because they don't ever put their flag up for anything unless they're told to. So what yeah. is the point of them being there? <laughs> Throw in some corners, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Make sure that falls in the D. Come on. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and checking for foul throws. They're the foul throw officials now. Um, one yeah. bit that did come out of this was Guy Mowbray said 
before the game, Marcus Rashford's here, and whatever you think about what he's done this week or something he said, didn't he? He's got in a bit of trouble for that. Whether you agree with what he's doing or not, I think Guy Mowbray sort of said, as if anyone's <laughs> going to disagree. Easy, Guy. I thought Mendy looked good. He made a couple of smart saves. Um, yeah, he did. Barney looked pretty sharp on his debut and scored with his first mm. touch. Yeah, that familiar sort of sight of him wheeling away having missed an easy chance. Jesse Reynolds is that you're fine, Chris. That's fine. <laughs> um, it is, yeah, because Chelsea have let in an average of one and a half games uh, goals a game under Frank. So to get a clean sheet, um, two in a row now. Huh? Yeah, two, 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 two in a row. In a row yeah. yeah. So consolidating with two games where they haven't scored a goal. So you solved <laughs> yeah. one problem, but creating another one for himself. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get that balance sorted out, hasn't he? <laughs> he doesn't know what to do. I suppose from Man U's point of view as well, the last time they played at Old Trafford, they, they shipped one or two goals, didn't they? So I'm sure they'll be quite quite happy with the clean sheet as well. Yeah. This Man United team just inspires no sort of um, enjoyment from a neutral. Like, I'm not a neutral. I fucking hate yeah. them. But I, I would not want to watch this game at all. Fred and McTominay um, in midfield. Come on. Paul and Ed on the rank cast, they, they, I don't think they were too happy with the, uh, or formerly rank cast, they're called something else now, but they, um, I don't think they were too happy with the team lineup. And they, uh, Ed definitely says that Daniel James is way out of his depth. Yeah, it's it too early to move for him. He should have stayed in the championship or gone on loan this season to someone in the championship. Mm. Yeah. Because he was, he was just pure pace. That was it. There wasn't a lot of end product. Did we no. expect any better from two teams managed by who they're managed? <laughs> um, yeah. Chelsea have made some great signings this season, but you feel they were all just very opportunistic. Mm. Um, like they don't, none of them really make sense to fit in any system. It's more just, oh, they're good. It's like football manager all over yeah. again. You know, they're Available good. Buy them. You get them, let's sign them. Yeah. And Man United keep signing the same attacking midfielder. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Everton when, uh, like from five years ago. When they they always number tens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They've no centre midfielders. They've no. I mean, they still believe Harry Maguire is a, a, a footballer. The um, mm. hair's still playing in goal. Um, you know, it's all the same mistakes. But again, mm. we really expect better from Solskjaer and, and, and Lampard. Yeah, Man United's best attacking threat yesterday was Lindelof from watching Match of the Day. Just get bombing forward. I, I was surprised that um, Twan Zabi didn't play, considering how yeah. good he was he against did, PSG. Yeah. yeah. Well, I. I think I've said a couple of times before, he was on loan at Villa mm. uh, the year we went up. And the, the following season, I thought he's he's a shoe in to get in that United team because he just looks absolutely quality. Mm. As I say, the other night, he looked great. So, I mean, they kept a clean sheet. So, you know, it's a wizard like it was the worst thing to leave him out. But if I was him, I'd be thinking, hang on a minute. I, I should, you know, I'll go and keep Neymar and Mbappe quiet. Yeah. Then I'm rewarded with the spot on the bench again. And the other, the other weird thing with United is Van der Beek on the bench. Like, didn't get on the bench. You can only assume that Solskjaer did not. That was not his decision to sign him mm. because I mean, and if it was, then he should never be allowed to sign anyone again to spend forty million for a bench warmer. Really odd what's going on there. Yeah, high matter starting games, and this is not the high matter of 2012, it's 2020, mm. and he's not looking like the player he used to be. Yes, yeah. I mean, we've, we've seen Klopp take signings and not play them for, or not play them regularly for the first sort of few months, unless sort of Solskjaer wants him to sort of 
bedding or something like that. Although you have to sort of feel sorry for Van der Beek because his teammates scored third. Ex teammates scored thirteen. Yeah. Yesterday, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> could have won. <laughs> Whether like Solskjaer's got some sort of long game in mind for him, where he wants to sort of introduce him bit by bit or something, like sort of plops done a few times. I don't know, but it yeah. is a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think the thing with that though, like Klopp would sign a player and let's just say when Cater came in, but he already had quite a decent midfield in front yeah. of him. United got, as you say, McTominay and Fred. Mm. <laughs> like, like, and I, I quite like McTominay. I think he's a decent player, but, you know. He's not Van der Beek, is he? No. For Klopp though, and I'd imagine Bielsa might be quite similar. It's not so much the players in front of him, it's the, the style of play. Yeah. The system he's then expecting you to play. Like, if you remember, right, Andy Robertson couldn't get near who everybody classes as maybe one of the worst left backs in the league <laughs> in Moreno, but Robertson just couldn't take him out because the games he did play, and Robertson played well, but he just he didn't know when to trigger the press. He didn't know, you know, this and that. And Klopp, and as you say, you imagine like with Bielsa, there's not much tactics to Solskjaer. And, so it's no. not like a style of play to come into to learn or mm. to adjust yeah. um, And that's maybe the problem. That's why you can't bring him in, because if you bring a young yeah. guy who's so highly rated into that Man United yeah. team... Now, and he, he's been used to playing. You know, at Ajax, they've got a very set way of playing. You know, everyone knows the, the structure there. So, yeah, to, to come from that to a manager who, who I'm assuming, just throws darts at a board to pick his team and selects his tactics it must be a bit of a culture shock for him yeah definitely uh, the late game on Saturday nights was Liverpool 2 Sheffield United 1 I was worried for a little bit gentlemen this one you were letting Sheffield United win and that can't happen this season Chris Wilde <laughs> needs to be put firmly back in his place which is the championship league one surely yeah well yeah even better to be honest <laughs> but yeah <laughs> Sandra Berger scored with the uh, 13th minute penalty or Sandra Berger and they called her on match today and Firmino and uh, Yotta with the, the winner. Um, the penalty. Was it a penalty? Uh, Ali's a referee, he can answer. For me, with the referee head on, it's a, it's a foul. Um, not so much the co- it's not so much the tackle, it's the it's the follow through, the all the body one, coll- um, collision with him. And obviously it's it's well been harsh for that. It all come down to Fabinho not being able to clear the ball properly in the first place. Yeah, he kicked the right hand, didn't he? In a tackle, you know, it's it's one of those. Yes, it's a great challenge. You know, he's won the ball, lovely. Mm. But do you really fly into a challenge on the edge of the eighteen box that and even take the take the risk? Mm. You know, it doesn't make the tackle. Do we need to worry? Um, <laughs> what I would say is, Sheffield United probably had. If you're given that as a penalty. They probably should have had two others before half time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're actually clearer penalties than, than that one. Um, but they had the handball, didn't they? On Andy Robertson. The handball, and then there's one Jota tripped. I don't yeah. know what any of United players' names. <laughs> <laughs> They're all very sharp. Uh, tripped somebody. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, I mean, Liverpool were fortunate in, in that way, but uh, I think we, we fairly controlled the game from. From the from the minutes that I've seen, yeah, stats wise, sixty five percent possession, seventeen shots to Sheffield United's thirteen, but only two on target. Sheffield United seven corners. They fouled a lot more. The 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 BBC score the Liverpool players a lot higher than the Sheffield United players. I'm all for Trent Alexander Arnold trying to score from free kicks in his own half as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Trent kind of looked back to himself. I, I mean, we were mentioning off board about how 
his, his role on the team seems to have changed slightly. Um, there's no so much attacking threat, the, the overlapping runs, the crosses. He's not the creative force that he has been. <coughs> I think, I mean, we can all admit he's, he, his weakest point in his game is the defensive side. So I don't know if they're, uh, it's after um, a certain result a few weeks ago, they're kind of trying to shore up a little re- bit. Re- remind me of that result again. <laughs> uh, that two all we ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the most embarrassing result this season, if you, if you ask me. <laughs> Um, but I mean, we've got Allison back, uh, which has made a difference. It makes a huge difference. Obviously, yeah, yeah, obviously Van Dyke's been laid to rest, so we're still in mourning. <laughs> that. Um, but I mean, Fabinho's filling in, you know, fairly well. Um, I'm not sure even if Matic's fit, I would, I would either have Matic or Joe, Joe Gomez with Fabinho. Um, mm. I just don't trust the two of them together, and they can't mm. stay fit. So if we can try and rotate the two of them. It might balance out a bit. Uh, obviously, we've got Thiago to come back. Um, Firmino scored a goal. I think Simon mentioned it in the walk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Field, which, is, um, which is unusual. Um, so it's one was, of the signs of the apocalypse, that is. <laughs> um, and Diego Jota has been incredible this season every time he's played for me. Um, so Racking head yesterday. Yeah, mm. very good. He's pressing. I really li- Sorry, I really like his work rate. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, I've seen he's pressing. His pressing stats are very good, um, and I'd like to see him play more. I thought he was going to start yesterday ahead of Firmino mm. instead of him, um, and just change the front three round. But mm. obviously, we played both, and yeah, I'll take the take the three points, joint top um, after a, a disastrous um, result against Aston Villa. <laughs> um, joint top with Everton. It's weird, isn't it? We've, We've been we've... linked with um, Upamenko this week. Uh, and also Zagadou, so as um, sort of a January buy to cover Van Dyke. How much either of which I'd take. The first one that you mentioned, Chris, I can't say his name, I've never heard of him either, but he he was meant to be getting signed in the summer regardless. Uh, He's decent, he plays for Leipzig, I think. He's great on FM, Manny, that's all you need to know. Yeah. (laughs) Who is Ruben Diaz, and I've seen him for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, so he was meant to be signing in the summer next year. So obviously Klopp's decided to to bring it forward a bit. Forward a bit yeah. Well, let's hope he can. Yeah, we'll see. What do you think, Chris? Happy with it? You'll be happy with the win, but... Yeah, um, I didn't watch it because I had Strictly on. So um, my priorities lay elsewhere. <laughs> there you go. You're happily married now. You wanted to keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, I thought that... Um, I watched the highlights on Match of the Day. Klopp afterwards said that Sheffield United gave us a very, very good game and possibly deserved a point, I think is what he sort of said. Mm. And he was right. I think um, I think they did play incredibly well and Liverpool did had to dig deep. But I saw on Twitter it was 4-2-3-1. I saw on match of the day it was 4-3-3 with Jota in midfield. Um, so I like the fact we can accommodate him. But I don't know how that would change when Matip comes back and Fabinho is then pushed further forward again. I don't know how that would work. But... Mm. Um, like I say, I liked his work rate in the Champions League in midweek, um, and I liked his work rate yesterday as well. So I think we've got someone who can work hard for the team there. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think Jota is a great, <clears throat> great signing for you. I, I, I think he, Wolves are really going to miss him this season. As you say, his work rate is, is really good, uh, but like he's actually like he's got quite a bit of ability as well. Mm. Uh, I, th- I think for, for you guys yesterday, I don't think necessarily you had to give a great performance. You just had to to get a win back again, you know, after the, yeah. after the last two games against us in Everton. Um, 
it'll be it'll be interesting how how the rest of the season sort of plays out. Like I think we were saying earlier, it's kind of it's wide open for who could win it. But I think in any other normal season, I think Van Dijk being out for the rest of the year would have like a a real dramatic um, effect on on the title challenge, and it, it still might play out like that. But I, the way Man City have started, I'm not sure if they're going to be able to capitalise on it because they've got such defensive issues themselves at the moment. So I, I would still have Liverpool as favourites uh, for the title, especially with your front three, and now bringing Jota in as well. Yeah. Well, if, if we can get to, to January, see. Yeah. So, not even top, not even with a gap. Yeah. In and around the mix. And then getting, like, Thiago acclimatised, getting... I think Fabinho can do a job there, especially against yeah. better players. Maybe not so much against the Sheffield Uniteds or the players who are, you know, the scrappy games. Yeah, Oli yeah. Yeah, he's a very specific type of striker. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. what he did against Werner, we've seen what he did in the Champions League, you know, teams with a structured setup. Um, yeah. If we can get there, we definitely have not even so much, the, but we probably do have the best 11, even without Van Dyke, just because it's, it's consistent. Yeah. Um, a front three, for me, are hands down the best in the league. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not so yeah. much. I think Firmino's been quite poor for about a year and a half now. But um, as a combination. Yeah, but then you've got Jota to come in. You've got... I mean, bear in mind, that's a team that... A squad without Oxlade-Chamberlain playing, who who can be influential. I forgot time. about him. Yeah. Um, obviously, there was no Thiago yesterday and Naby Keita either. Mm. So we, the squad now from the summer is is improving. Obviously, the the decision not to sign a centre half, especially after all the abuse that we gave Man City last season when the went out, you know, just ridiculous. Yeah, I think one thing we that is going to benefit your Everton's and your Leicester's and whoever else underneath. Um, it's just the packed nature of the calendar for this season because we got Champions League football last week, we got Champions League football this week. That's not going to benefit resting players when Liverpool have sort of lost their sort of key centre half as well. Uh, I mean, we have to start mentioning that at some point because you know yeah. you just have to sort of crack on and carry on, then don't you? At some point, but I think you're going to have um, Man City playing Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, uh, Liverpool playing Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, as well as Chelsea and Man United, <laughs> and then. Arsenal and whoever else the Wolves will be playing Thursday, Sunday as well. So yeah. teams that haven't got European football are really going to benefit this season, that's what I think. It's on, Simon. <laughs> yeah. Top two, mate. Top two. Like, <laughs> you, you saying um, like you just need to get through to January. Although like we're still obviously in October, so it seems like it's far away. I think there's only I think it's only ten or eleven Premier League games between yeah. now and the first of January. So it's not you don't. It's, you wouldn't necessarily have to go out and win nine or ten of those games. You could probably get away with six, seven wins and a couple That's, of draws, and you, and you'll still be you'll still be up there. Well, like the way we're talking, we're sounding like Liverpool have started quite poorly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Cool. Joint top. Joint top of the league. Um, we have yeah. though, haven't we? We have. And, and in comparison so to last season, yeah. Yeah. Well, not even in comparison to last season. I mean, we've got a very poor defensive record. Mm. Um. We shipped obviously the seven. I mean, seven of those came in one game, but you know, it's yeah. it's not been 
a great start, has it? I just want Simon to sort of sort of close his eyes, stick his chest out, shoulders back, and say nothing can go wrong now. That's what I want him to do. This is. I, <laughs> I, I, I will be shocked if we don't win the league. I, I genuinely will. Be yeah, so will I. I will be shocked. shocked. Well, Matt, like, who, who's going to win the league? Tell me. The top four currently is Liverpool, Everton, Aston Villa, and Leeds. There's only one team who's going to win that league. Thank you very much, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> there's a good chance. Like, let's be honest. There's a good chance Villa will finish about ten for eleven. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think mid-table is where we'll end Everton, up. Everton, what eight for ninth? Yeah. Seven for a push. Do you remember did, did, four years ago we're having these same conversations? Oh, there's no way Leicester are going to. There's no way Leicester are going to finish in the top six. There's too much quality in the teams above. There's yeah. no. There way. is, but there's, there's so much packed to get the same. Leicester won the league. Every team was in disarray. There was loads of new managers, new. And they are now. There's no what we've lost one player, Chris. He's not dead. <laughs> I know. He's not, no, I know he's not dead. We've had, we've also lost Allison for a considerable period of time as well. Two games. Um, <laughs> <laughs> even, even with him, even with even with those both those players, we haven't played very well. We you know we shipped those seven goals against Villa with Van Dijk in the team. Right, Man City haven't. Man City haven't played incredibly well. I think this season is more open than right. you're giving credit for. Where are Man City in the league? Um, 12th. Well, we are joint top, Chris, after yeah. everything you just said about <laughs> I, I think, I think what, what Chris is basically saying, us signing with Ross Barkley has, uh, has, has given us the league title, hasn't it? <laughs> Can you imagine Ross that? Barkley. An Evertonian on. <laughs> um, no, I think, I think it's a lot closer than your, your overconfidence bordering on arrogance is. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, say go as far as say I'd be shocked if anyone other than Liverpool won the league. I mean, Man City are probably the only team that, well, they are the only team that are going to offer any any real challenge to Liverpool. Um, and if I think it's with City though, they just it's not only their defensive problems. Even going forwards, yeah. something just doesn't look right. I mean, Aguero. Yeah. We all know he's, he's a great player, but he just he, he can never stay fit, and he seems to be they seems to be having a real impact. And G, how long is Jesus out for? No one knows. Is he back now? No one knows when he's back. <laughs> just yeah, gone. but like I mean, as you're saying, Chris, like could, could any of you would any of you be shocked if Liverpool won every game between now and January? Yes, just, I'd be shocked if you won every game. Yeah. Really, the mentality that the team have now got built into them, just with the way the last few. I mean, we've played, for me, the Leeds game was just first game of the Chaos. season. Mm. Up. I don't believe that would be a 4-3 game if that was the 8th, 9th, 10th game of the season. Yeah, I, I just I just don't think that would happen. I could, we could play that Aston Villa-Liverpool game <laughs> a million times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it did, though, that's the point. And we, and we made, and we made, Robert made a mistake I, I against Arsenal. In the league. We're still joint top in the league. Robert made a mistake be, against Arsenal. I think if you played that bit of Liverpool game again, it probably wouldn't be 7 2 because we actually should have put about 10 or 11. <laughs> <laughs> but, you're right. But if the goal, it wouldn't have happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying in, in terms of, especially when you think of how good Liverpool have been over the last couple of years. It's not even good because I, I didn't think we were that good last season. But I defensively, you were, you were so solid. I, I, I think that's where. The, the loss That's of Van Dijk it's, 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 it's the lever that you've got there because with how high you play up I think you can afford 
to do that and have Trent and Robertson going forward so much be- because Van Dijk was just so good. Mm. How I many think... games did we win in the last five, ten minutes last season? Yeah. Because you had that solid base there, though, that, that you could go and, and, and win it in those. I mean, don't, I, I still think Liverpool will win the league, but I don't think it will be as comprehensive as last You're season. Right. Was. I don't think we'll win it by 18 points. <laughs> just we'll seven. By about nine or ten. Yeah. Yeah, that's enough Liverpool. They spent three hours talking about that on Thursday. Um, <laughs> let's move on to the, the blue side of Liverpool. They played today Absolutely. and they lost I like this game. 2-0 <laughs> to Southampton. It could have been worse. Saints looked rampant that first half. Everton... Sorry, look... you see that again? <laughs> it was 2-0 and could have been a lot more because, I mean, Everton's <laughs> back four looked like they'd never seen each other before this game. They Gaps all over the place. Ward Prowse was just having his way with them in midfield. And Danny Ings is... What has happened to Danny Ings the last couple of years? He's just a man possessed. I'm annoyed because I've got Danny Ings and Dominic Calvert-Lewin in my dream team and neither of them scored. Did you watch the game today? I saw the second half. There was a point in the first half where it was Ings, Redmond and Prowse played a little kind of triangle on the right-hand side, right about halfway. And Ings did this little drag back, which took two Everton players that way and he just ran off the other way. He's, like, he's become Ronaldo all of a sudden. I'm not sure how, what has happened to him. I think he's always been a, a good player, though. I think what what happened, obviously, at, at Liverpool is he, he was just so unfortunate with big long-term injuries. And, but, but before he went there, he was excellent. He was, he was Burnley, wasn't he? Burnley, yeah. and he, and like he, he was, I've always thought he's a very, very good player. He just, as I say, he had the injuries at Liverpool. But, yeah, he's, as a finisher, I think he's got to be up there as one of the best, not the best finishers. It's yeah, a year the to the day the since they lost 9-0 to Leicester. Bloody hell. <laughs> and I think, I think they've got an incredibly good manager there as well. Yeah, they have, yeah. Yeah, to, to turn it around from, from what happened in that Leicester game as well. Yeah. Like that, you've, you've got to... To the board there as well. Mm. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. How many clubs would have sacked their manager? Yeah, there? definitely. Yeah. 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 This was just a really solid team with some real bright sparks all along. That Stuart Armstrong in midfield... The game from Celtic, I think. He looks fantastic again today as well. Celtic, didn't he? Yeah. Ward Prowse is great. Redmond Ings and even Chad Adams are scoring goals now. Chad Adams. Championship legend. Could have been for you, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Took took him a while to get going, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I really like him. Yeah, he's anyway, that's enough. Nice being, that's enough about me. Nice being about Southampton. Can we um, (laughs) shit all over Everton now? Yeah, Everton (laughs) were terrible in this. Um, I think they. Um, they've got to be a little already. bit careful. Well, no, I think they've got to be a little bit careful. They had Richarlison sent off last week. Mm-hmm. Um, they had sent off today. Quite easily could have had Pickford sent off last week. Um, and uh, Seamus Coleman is injured. They're down to, not, oh, I don't know about the bare bones, but they're sort of down to getting amongst their squad players now, particularly when they're losing players and they're playing the same position as well. They can see um, two goals a game on average as well. That's not good. Shouldn't be yeah. doing that. looked injured at the end as well, but he couldn't come off because of the sending off so um, be, be an interesting few weeks for for them um, and Ancelotti seemed rattled after the game as well with a red card which mm. I, was well, I was going to say what what did you guys think of that red card? I thought it was a red it's a red card I, he's, he stood on his heel I'm not saying he's done it deliberately yeah so um, it's kind of when, when I first saw it I kind of thought like I thought it was a bit harsh and then you look at it in the slow-mo replay, and like I've said before, everything looks worse than that. Like, it, yeah. it does look really bad. It's, it's, it's harsh in the way that 
there's probably not much he could have done about it. You know, he's still that, that's what I mean. But he's still whatever you think. He's he still 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 him yeah. He has, yeah. but it's it's not like he's he's made. You know, sometimes you see those ones where a player they they're clearly making attempts to try and nick the ball, mm. but they don't get there first. And they can't. Yeah, but the bit with something like that, that's where you've made an action to say go to ground with that. If you're just running, and like. You run, yeah. your feet are going to go somewhere where you're running. And, and <laughs> yeah, but you've got to have a degree of, you've got to have a degree of spatial awareness, haven't you? <laughs> you've got to know. There's a man. Ultimately, you're in control of your own body. And it, it's like <laughs> what I said about the Fabinho challenge. Yeah. If you put yourself in that situation, you have to take whatever consequences come with it. Mm. But if, you're, say, if, if, if you're running after someone and then the guy who's in front of you just slows himself down, that, I, I don't see how... Running? What kind of defender is running straight behind the person? <laughs> a panicked <laughs> defender. <laughs> Getting the ball back without fouling them, regardless. Yeah, I mean, I can see why the red was given, because so when you look at it, like, you know, like it could have caused an injury. It's one of those, like, if, if, you, if I was playing Sunday League and I got sent off for that, yeah, oh, I, I personally hope the FA interfere and extend the ban for violence. <laughs> well, I thought that was intent. I thought the maliciousness was there. Uh, I would also suspend Ancelotti for his words after the game. <laughs> Call it a joke, really. Really. I think I don't know whether Everton have got a, a Everton have got a thing they need to look at here. Obviously Jordan Pickford didn't mean to do what he did last week. I don't think Dingier today meant to hurt mm. um, the player. I, I, maybe Richarlison as well last week to give him the benefit of the doubt. But they're all being um they're the league's most clumsiest and, team. Yeah, yeah, at best they're being clumsy, and it's yeah. going to eventually two of those tackles have resulted in red cards, and you're going to cost your yeah. team with suspensions later on down the line. Yeah. I don't know whether it's something the Everton coaching staff need to work on, you know, sort of Duncan. spatial awareness and <laughs> realizing <laughs> where you are. Ferguson, it'll, it'll calm them down, won't it? <laughs> yeah. I imagine Carlo's yeah, pretty it, chilled out when you're in the training round. It's something and Yang of Carlo and Duncan. <laughs> it's something that could definitely sort of cost them points in the future. I yeah. hope it continues. Yeah, definitely. I hope uh, from now on they lose every game and <laughs> get relegated. Down well, that, that was before this, anyway. Yeah, League two would just suffice me. <laughs> uh, let's move on then to Wolves and Newcastle. That was this afternoon. Um, it finished one-one. Jimenez for Wolves and Jacob Murphy for Newcastle with a late free kick. I watched Wolves for the first time in the flesh since they've been promoted on Monday night when they played Leeds and. I feel like I've been sold something by the media that they're not actually this expressive attacking team. I think they're, I saw, saw them to be incredibly dull and pragmatic. Fishing. It, this, this season, they're, they're definitely lacking. Um, like the, the, last couple, the first two years in the Premiership, I thought they were, you know, quite quite a decent team. Not, not not anything spectacular, but very well drilled. The system worked for them. Everyone knew what they were doing. But I think they're they're kind of in in a place now where I, I think I think this the summer just gone. I think they they should have freshened up the squads uh, a bit. I think they missed a real opportunity there because things are just getting a bit stale. I think teams are working, not working them out, but you know, working out how to play against that system. Yeah. And as I said earlier, I think losing Jota is absolutely massive for them. I think it, it just weakens that, that attacking line so much. 
Yeah, they're the, I mean, bar the bottom three, they're the, they're the lowest scoring team in the Premier League. And I wouldn't have thought that if I'd not kind of seen them play and actually mm. paid some sort of attention to. I always thought they were this free flowing attacking team, but six goals in six games. I don't know whether, because um, last season they were very close to the Champions League and I think the season before that they weren't too far away. And I don't know whether maybe they felt they'd been a little bit cavalier at times and that cost them vital points to get that qualification. Mm. Maybe they'd just gone a little bit too far the other way, I'm not sure. Mm. Yeah, just a bit dull. Um, but anyway, um, let's move on to the final game, which is just finished, just finishing. Uh, it's 90th minute, Arsenal losing 1-0. Jamie Vardy came off the bench to score in the 80th minute. Funny, isn't it? Arsenal are terrible, aren't they? <laughs> <coughs> Arsenal are 10th, and I, I've got a feeling that's when they may finish this season. Um, uh, just trying to think back. Who who have they actually played as well this season? Who are the other, uh, they lost to Liverpool. Uh, they've lost what? to Man City. They beat Sheffield United. Yeah. Uh, beat Fulham. Yeah, beat West Ham and beat Fulham. I mean, yeah, beat yeah. the team they should do, but losing to teams they should do as well. So. Yeah. They supposed I didn't see, but they supposedly played okay against Man City, didn't they? Yeah. I don't know. There's um, just something about them. They were, they were all right. Like, They're just not weak defensively anymore. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hitters drilled. Like, they don't make as many soft mistakes um, like you would, you would be used to with Arsenal. But mm. what, fortunately... Not really, unfortunately, but you know what I mean. It's a because of that defensive side, the more solid. Isn't it? Of what, there's, there's no fluency going forward there anymore at all. Yeah, yeah the formation seems to be three centre backs with Xhaka as part of that, and then the wing backs, and then. He was playing kind of left back today. Bloody <laughs> 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 hell! Jimmy and Bellerin kind of pushing on, and Xhaka was dropping it to like the back to make it like a back three. Yeah, uh, it's like if a doesn't do anything, you know. Yeah. yeah. They aren't going to do it. Kieran Tierney is probably their best player. Um, he's figured that 7 out of 10 every week. Yeah. Consistent. Sorry, Partly. Yeah, I don't know much about Party. No, me neither. Spanish no. football was any good. Highly rated. Um, Cost a lot of money. We'll talk about them, but... Because what type of five people's jobs. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> and a giant dinosaur. What? <laughs> what, what type of midfielder is Party meant to be? I don't. I've, I've absolutely no idea. Oh. <laughs> Me neither. Because he plays in the Cabellos, so I'm, I'm assuming sort of a holding midfielder because Cabellos is the attacker. But really, got so I suppose with that, it's, like you were saying, Ali, it's it's kind of contributing to them being a bit more uh, defensively solid. Which, to be fair, I think since Arteta's come in, they have sort of. They've looked, yeah, you know, a little bit stronger at the back. But as you say, it's come at, at it's a bit like what we were saying earlier with uh, Lampard's. Obviously, the last two games, right, he's gone right. Let's defend, defend, defend. But then there's there's nothing going forwards. Mm. You've got to find that right balance. And I think also, as you say, apart from a Bamiyang up front, I don't, I don't think there's anyone else in there that like. If I think Villa have got Arsenal coming up in a few weeks. And it's kind of one of those, well, if you, if you keep a Bamiyan quiet, we can get a result here. Yeah. Just to highlight from the 93rd minute, Jamie Valley runs free and on goal um, in behind Mustafi, obviously, but the Leicester striker pokes his effort at goal, which comes off the head of uh, goalkeeper Burnt Leno and away for a goal kick. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's almost over. Leicester are going to win that probably, and they're going to be up into the top four. They're, they're going to be sitting to fourth, a point off of Liverpool and Everton, and uh, same points as Villa. I mean, we can't count Leicester out, can we? They're just always I, uh, there. I had Brendan down to be first manager sack this season, so I'm going to yeah. keep keep still. <laughs> <laughs> I have Scotty Parker, which I'm hoping they, they will pull the trigger on soon. But. <laughs> well, Leicester, they've, um, they've had like a real up and down start to see them. They obviously mm. beat, uh, I think they beat West Brom the opening day and then battered Man City. Yeah. Then lose two at home, back to back to West Ham and Villa without scoring a goal in either game. And, and then, and then now today they go away and, and win at Arsenal. It's... Um, yeah. yeah, it's a bit weird, really, what's going on at Leicester. To be fair, it's, six it's, this season. it's nice to see them recover since um, Brian Judas Little uh, <laughs> left them all those years ago. I <laughs> 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 took, took Julian Jochum and Mark Draper with him. <laughs> we should do a podcast uh, on that 90s season. Uh, 90s Aston Villa, we should do a podcast on that. Uh, uh, they were the glory days. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, this a quick one. So my my first three games I went to at Villa. First one was uh, beat Blackburn at home, and they were the current league champions. Second game was the '96 League Cup final when we beat Leeds. Third game we beat uh, Liverpool one 0 at home, and I remember going home and saying to the, my nan, I was like. I've picked the best team in the world to follow here. <laughs> We've won a cup. We've beaten league champions. This is it's all, it's all up from here. And little did I know, it's been downhill ever since the last 24 years. Yeah, <laughs> we need, You're right. We need, we need to do a 90s podcast. I think we'll do that, Chris. That's something we can talk about. I think there's, there's something <laughs> there. It's something in that idea, definitely. Uh, but yes, hmm. we um, that that's kind of brings an end to this week's podcast. There'll be more stuff coming this week. Chris is back on extra time. Who's who's playing tomorrow? Tomorrow is get ready for this one. Brighton versus West Brom at five thirty. Everyone going to be tuning in for that? Is that that's that's the uh, pay per view? <laughs> I know. I saw a tweet that said that seventy four people have bought West Brom Burnley on pay per view. <laughs> Yeah. And I'll bet, I'll bet 73 of them probably regretted it instantly. I bet 74 of those people were journalists that had to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. And then we've also got Burnley versus Spurs at 8 o'clock, which uh, should be all right. Uh, I, all right. If I was Burnley, I, I'd, I'd be a bit worried going into that game. Yeah, It's uh, um, Roman Milan on um, Premier Sports, I think, tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely tune to that one. Tuesday night, we've got Liverpool yeah. taking on FC Midtjylland in the uh, Champions League. Uh, Man City taking on Marseille. Uh, That'll be good. Sees Chelsea taking yeah. on FC FK Krasandor at 5.55 in the evening. Odd, odd time. Uh, Man U taking on Red Bull Leipzig. So that should be fun. That'll be interesting. Yeah, that'd be good. Thursday that'd Spurs um, take on Royal Antwerp. Man United's old B team. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Jonathan Greening and Ronnie Woolworth. Yeah, right? Ronnie Woolworth. <laughs> <laughs> Leicester take on AEK Athens. Celtic take on Lille uh, in the Europa League. And then Premier League Friday night football is Wolves against Palace. Mm. The Georgian Dar Derby. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday, just the three Premier League games again, for fuck's sake. Sheffield United versus Man City, Burnley, Chelsea and Liverpool, West Ham. And then four games on Sunday. When are Leeds playing? Leeds playing Leicester next Monday. Again, That'll be a good game. That's on Sky, actually. Um, Simon Grayson, Derby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a lad. 
tell you some stories about Simon uh, off pod. Um, yes. Uh, so until then, you can check us out on iTunes, on all your podcast apps. Just look for Man on the Post. Leave us a five-star rate and review. We've not had any of those for a long time. So get on there. Maybe we'll send you a fridge magnet. I'm sure we've got some looking around somewhere. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at Rosspo1984. You can find Ali on Twitter at... Ali Thompson 84 You can find Chris on Twitter at... Chingham 77 And you can find Simon at... Sio Regan. You can find all of us at Man on the Post. I say all of us, some of us have access to that account. Um, <laughs> some more than others. Um, and yeah, we'll be back on Thursday, Friday, Chris, sometime this week. Thursday. Yeah, with a much shorter Extra Time podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when Adam, Adam takes over, isn't it? <laughs> Two hour shows. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes until then it's goodbye from me it's goodbye from Ali bye goodbye from Simon see ya and goodbye from Chris bye and always remember keep your man on the post bye